Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer our thanks to Purple Pain Forums for allowing us to post our podcast there. So if you're looking for an online forum for passionate Vikings fans, feel free to check out purplepainforums.com. We also want to thank Purple PTSD for allowing us to post our pod there as well. So be sure to check out Purple PTSD for great Vikings coverage. With that being said, free agency has begun. Deals have been made. Cal, how are you feeling? I think like a lot of Vikings fans or folks who follow the team, I'm a little bit underwhelmed. It's been, uh, I think we would have appreciated uh, sprinter's pace, but instead we've had a bit of a snail's pace. And so it's been slow going so far, which I think has been a little bit disappointing. But I don't know. Do you, uh, how do you feel about the slow pace of things? You know what? I just feel like we can't make decisions about the off season at this point. Uh, there's really, I can't make a whole lot of conclusions. I like, I know it's, there's a desire to make assessments at this point. And certainly uh, you can see some of the big, big fish that have been signed and missing out on people mm-hmm. that you want to. Uh, you look at the Vikings cap space right now, they just really don't have a whole lot of room uh, to be signing uh, these guys. And, and I think they've certainly taken care of some things in-house with some restructuring uh, and uh, extensions, but um yeah, I'm just, I know that there does seem to be a real feeling of, of some uh, discouragement, maybe. Let's maybe pick that up, though. Let's pick up the idea. Let's go to uh, first down, maybe. And let's pick up that idea of the lack of cap space. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. T- us up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start with that. So, like, first down, we're going to start with talking about the deals that have been made so far. Uh, so, the Vikings have added Harrison Phillips. Uh, Jordan Hicks. I know there's others, many that have been specialists and some depth moves. Uh, what, I guess, do you make of the path that the leadership has chosen thus far? Okay. So the path so far, I have no issue with bringing in Jordan Hicks, nor do I have any issue with bringing Harrison Phillips. Um, the issue that a lot of Vikings fans have is that your most pressing needs are at edge and corner, and you've done nothing to address either. Uh, you could have said that your strongest positions on defense are probably D tackle and middle linebacker. And those are the two spots you chose to, you know, fortify right off the hop. Uh, and of course you can say, well, they have no cap space. And then, you know, in a lot of ways that's true that, you know, it is true. Objectively, they, they don't have very much cap space right now, but then the counterpoint is that, well, there's all kinds of options to creating cap space. Right. And, and one of them seems to be, obviously there's a bit of a holdup with Daniel Hunter and what they're going to do with him moving forward. You know, he is, um, you know, making just like a huge amount of money next year, nearly 26 million, but it's not just him. I mean, there's Dalvin Cook, there's Adam Thielen. I mean, Thielen's even acknowledged uh, several weeks ago when like the news was coming out with Kevin O'Connell and Quasey and acknowledged, you know, there's going to be tough conversations uh, with the roster and the salary cap. And I acknowledge I'm going to be part of those conversations. So like he like hundred percent knows he's a professional, acknowledged it, wants to still be with the team. It's peculiar that, uh, we're not seeing anything about Thielen, Kendricks, Cook, uh, Hunter. Maybe is a touch more complicated, given that the rumors are trade. But it is surprising to me that they haven't opted to make more cap room. I mean, they've done uh, the cut with Pierce, the six million with uh, Smith. So that's right there. You're over twelve million. You had fourteen million freed up 
with cousins. So do you know 12, 12, 14? So you got about 26 million there, right? Like we knew there was a path forward to creating space, right? And there's there's 26 million just with those three moves. Um, but you could easily push that number closer to 40. I mean, when we were Sam and I, when you talked, or we and I talked with this whenever we did not too long ago, I was saying they could easily have 25 to 40 million to kind of roll with. And um they, they still could, right? Like they still could be. I know some of that has been chewed up again because they signed Greg Joseph, they signed Hicks, they signed Phillips, et cetera. But like uh, those options are still there. Right. Right. And, and so it's been peculiar to me where we would have expected, I think a lot of folks following the team would have expected a greater sense of urgency. They've been very uh, patient and methodical would probably be the most kind way of saying it. Right. Right. And I think we talked uh, either last time or the time before just about how the Kirk Cousins extension or whatever the decision was going to be made was yep. likely in a sense, the first domino to fall. Uh, yes. That's been taken yeah. care of. It's done. We can, despite how you feel about it, it's happened. Uh, yep. And now it feels like it's Hunter. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's the one and it seems to me that they're, uh, seems to me that they're kind of waiting for that godfather offer um you wonder if any of the business elsewhere negotiations that are going on with free agents or other trade ideas or scenarios that are floating about whether or not that's holding up the hunter situation but you know it's complicated right like he's in his late 20s he's elite when he's healthy um so everyone wants an elite edge rusher in their late 20s right tail end of their prime but of course the injury and so it's really challenging for the vikings um and when you trade them you essentially have no talent except for backup talent, backup level talent. Uh, so if you do trade him, but then again, is if we retain him and count him as being our defensive end one or outside linebacker one, uh, you're kind of banking a lot on a guy who has been absent for, you know, a season and two thirds. He's played a third of a season in the last two overall. So it's a bit of a tough spot. Uh, but I will say, I don't know if you saw caught any of Harrison Phillips's. I didn't see anything from Jordan Hicks, unfortunately, because I was out taking my dog for a walk or whatever. But uh, Harrison Phillips, he uh, he did great at his press conference. That that's a that's a theme so far in this Vikings offseason. Kevin yeah. O'Connell and Quasey and Harrison Phillips, excellent, excellent press conferences. Yeah, he seemed to impress from what I saw. I didn't watch it, but I just I yeah. kind of gleaned from others that did watch it. Uh, he did seem like uh, won some people over. Uh, yeah, I think so. That press conference. I think so. And then uh, everything I've heard about Jordan Hicks, I don't know him super, super well, I admit, uh, but everything I have read or heard about him suggests that he's a solid player on the field and a great leader. So I suspect his press conference was also awesome. And so, you know, we'll see. Like, I'm not, I'm not disappointed by either move, especially since, you know, this year Phillips has like a 3.8 million cap hit, I think. And then Hicks is like 3.5. That's perfect, right? Like, like you know, kind of rebuilding, like the middle class level of the roster, like solid, good players who aren't elite, but they're like good starter impact players. I love that approach. I just wish that it coincided with, you know, that extra ten to twenty million that they could easily access, relatively easily access, and which could then be sunk into, you know, wh- whoever it might happen to be to help the offensive line or a corner or wherever the, wherever it is kind of thing. Right. Well, and, and you know, that's a perfect transition to the next down yeah. I wanted to yeah, talk about with sure. uh, we've set this up here for pick one. Uh, so little bit of scenario, get to play yeah. GM. And so I'm going to ask you um, 
And I, I if you have opinions about this, love to hear from from listeners uh, what they'd uh, feel. Maybe um, maybe you'll put something out on Twitter about this. I know you've been tweeting about things related to these players that we're going to mention here. Um, so I'm going to hit you with the scenario. Got a list of three yep. players. You're GM, and you get to choose one. Uh, I think it's fair to say that for these guys, uh, those mentioned restructures, trades, whatever it may be, uh, will need to be in uh, effect. But there's three players that could all serve to varying levels needs that this Vikings team has. Um, so situation one here, you got these three players, Sidarius Smith, JC Trenton, or Trenter. Treader. Yeah, Treader. Treader. Uh, no end. Uh, and Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. Where, yeah so where, what say you? Yeah. It's tough, right? And that all three are, they're all three are a little bit older. All three have a history of elite play and all three um, are probably going to make decent money and all three address serious need for the Vikings. Right. And so that's kind of what makes it a little bit interesting. Uh, my temptation is because I prefer defense is to choose the Darius Smith just in that, you know, how awesome would it be to have Zadarius Smith to help pressure Aaron Rodgers and to help, you know, pressure, um, you know, whatever quarterbacks are coming to town. It'd be awesome to have that extra help. And I do think he'd actually would thrive. I think in, in the system that Donatello is going to run. I mean, his old uh, linebacker coach, Green Bay is our current outside linebacker coach, Mike Smith. And so there's that connection there. Uh, he fits the three, four, we're going to run a three, four, coming off the injury that he had the back injury that kind of kept him out all of not all of, but almost all of 2021. I think in the end, I think it's less exciting, but you kind of have to go with treader in my mind, at least in that, you know, now you've recommitted to cousins. Okay. So what, what do we need to do in order to allow cousins to not just do what he's been doing, but take another step, right? Like I do think he has gotten better. He's made small improvements over his four years in Minnesota is there something that could be done to make a, a big improvement? And maybe Kevin O'Connell's part of that. Hopefully he is. But then having a center who can really pass pro, who can anchor, right? And, and not just be kind of be pushed back into a cousin's lap. I, I would say Treader, right? And, and then with Gilmore, you know, he's had a, he's been kind of hurt a little bit these past couple of years. A couple of years ago, he was like the elite man-to-man shutdown corner in the NFL, which is obviously appealing. Uh, but it's hard to know if that's where he will be in the future. Because I think we can say with it, I think there's less uncertainty with Treader. And so that would be, to my mind, the way to go. Uh, I don't know what you think, though. Yeah, well, so when you put this out, I find it hard at times to compare players that play different positions. Um, exactly. Yeah. And figure out what it is. And I think you mentioned, like, there are certain factors with each of these players, whether it's injury uh, or lack thereof, that impact how you feel about this. And, like, you don't need to tell Vikings fans what it means to have an, uh, like to lose players to injury uh, yeah. that you sign for these important positions. Uh, yep. And you talk about the best abilities, availability, and, and all those. Exactly. Points. Yep. Um, when I saw this list, I initially thought Stefan Gilmore uh, because of the positional need, uh, because yep. I think, like you said, like despite um, it does, it just feels like there is, almost nothing i guess you depend on uh on what you think of dantzler uh at the cornerback position but we you there's no way 
if you are trying to create a semi-competitive football team that he's uh cb1 uh yeah like yeah. there's just there's just not possible uh and so i'm all for taking a flyer uh on uh gilmore but then you probably also need to sign someone else that can like it i i know it creates complications and there's a real risk uh in some ways i don't know maybe the vikings just are at a spot where they are okay with taking a risk i don't know if you want to take a risk at cornerback um but that was kind of the name i'm i guess i was surprised that it was three or three on your list but given your rationale it makes sense you know and i've so i've been working my way through the denver broncos defense from last season just to get a sense of ed donatel and like his scheme and and uh so i mean so far they've played the you know, week one week two they played the giants and they played the jags and they just completely overwhelmed these two opponents were not very good and then their next opponent is the jets and so it's kind of hard to get a bit of a good read in the sense that they're going against these lousy teams but in both the giants and the um the jags game there were multiple instances when you know poor corner play put the broncos defense in a bad spot right sometimes you know a couple times led to a touchdown other times it was pi calls et cetera, et cetera. Like when you are one-on-one like that, often aligned in like a press man coverage, like it's an inherently competitive position to be in. Like you're just one-to-one, man-to-man. If this dude roasts you, your team's in trouble, right? And and I know you could probably say that about all kinds of different defenses, but uh, it's especially true for this type of defense. And so they really, really desperately need help at corner. Dantzler is one corner, and even if you feel good about him as one of your top two, like that's great. But you need at least three good corners, right? Because you need your slot and then your two outside corners to do anything really on defense. And if you don't have that, you're in big trouble. So, I mean, Gilmore is tempting. I, I do think they'll go towards kind of cheaper options, maybe Bryce Callahan, or maybe even bring back Patrick Peterson. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, but I think of those three, I'm picking Treader. Yeah, that's fair. Um, before we transition, uh, anyone else that you maybe keep an eye on? I know you mentioned a few guys at the end there. Uh, any other yeah. free agents maybe just as we wrap up that you're thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe this is an under-the-wire person. Maybe this is someone that people are talking about. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on Kareem Jackson. He played for Donatel in Denver last year. I'm keeping an eye on Jay Ronkers. He used to be with the Vikings. And uh, there's some off-field stuff, but then he got really great reviews in uh, in Dallas. And he can really, he's so long. He's just this really tall guy. And so he can match up with tight ends really well one-on-one and uh, be physical in the run game. And so, I mean, if you're just like this defensive weapon who can uh, match up with a tight end and support and run defense, you're, you're going to find a spot somewhere in the NFL. And so I do wonder if the Vikings will be interested. I'm kind of keeping an eye on those two at safety. If not, then it's Smith and Bynum, and that's fine. Uh, Zadarius Smith thought we thought he was going to the Ravens, but I actually do think he's a good fit for the Vikings, and it'll be interesting to see if they take him. Otherwise, it's, you know, I wonder if they'll go after like Jerry Hughes or Justin Houston, like veteran guys who are still pretty effective, or maybe a younger dude like Arden Key, who is, you know, did pretty well in the limited role for the 49ers. It's possible that they'll look to bring in him as like a rotational guy, comes in on third downs part of the pressure packages. I mean, there's all kinds of options, right? Um, it's really just finding those good fits and then the ones for the right price tag. Uh, it'd be pretty safe to say that you have humongous holes at edge and at corner and pretty huge hole at O-line. 
Uh, you probably feel pretty good about three of your five positions along the O-line, but you need a couple of new starters there at center and right guard. So something's got to happen, right? Like, you know, and, and even if it's, you know, veteran guys for really cheap deals, something has to happen. There's no way uh, they can go into the draft with all these needs. And so really it's just a matter of time. We're recording Thursday night. Um, we'll see. We'll see who, who it is they bring in. I would hope that at least one of the players they bring in is like a big name capacity to be really strong player, like a Treader, like a Smith. Uh, but we'll see. I'm not in charge. And Quasi has a different approach than <laughs> Vikings fans do. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah. It sounds like, like there's certainly we get tiers, depending on how you do it. You got elite players, you got above average, you got average below yeah. average and, and that and like you're looking for you're there's an understanding that you're not going to find someone to lead at this point but but someone above average yeah. uh yeah at least one if not a couple of those guys uh yeah is, is the hope yeah no certainly yeah and uh we'll see we'll see okay well let's transition to third down then is and i think i'm curious what your answer is going to be to this i i have a little bit of a sense but what yeah. based on what you've seen so far how optimistic are you feeling about this 2022 season that's coming up? I feel more negatively now than I did four or five days ago before this all began, just in that those holes remain. Uh, you know, I was saying to you at the start of the show, uh, the two strongest parts of your defense, arguably, are the two spots that you chose to address. And it's not that you can't improve them or that you shouldn't improve them. You should, but uh, it's disappointing. I think a little bit in some ways even though I am actually happy to have them both aboard. And then if you trade away Hunter, you could say that you trade away your most gifted, talented defender. Kendricks is really great. Smith is still really great. But linebacker and safety are the two least important positions, you know, on the defense. D-tackle, D-end, corner, those are much more important. So, again, you want to be strong at the important spots, don't you? All right, look at the Rams, all their edge rushers, and Jalen Ramsey at corner, right? And then... And then the strength, that offensive line, uh, that's where we're weak right now. And so it's, it's a little concerning in that sense. I, you know, based on what I'm seeing right now, if they absolutely just have an A-plus draft and then make a few savvy moves, perhaps they could be a, a wildcard team kind of thing. I, I think the Packers have to be the clear favorite at this stage, when you think, in the North. You'd think so. Um, it's curious because, I like you said, like, uh, in some ways – uh, it was a really good time to be a Vikings fans when nothing was going to be done. Uh, like, yeah, I think I, I wonder if this point, like specifically this point of the off season, it makes sense that this would be the lowest as a fan where you, you still haven't seen the full picture of what's happened. You're a few days in, you've built up the hype of hoping for yeah. player X whoever may be or, or several guys and you watch as people continue to get signed uh, and continue to go to other teams. Uh, and I think it makes sense that, that you and, and many fans would be more pessimistic at this, at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I hope for Vikings fans everywhere that this is the low point. Um, but I do think that as you have the outlook, like with draft, it feels like you're just, you're hopeful about anything. Cause it's like, you just, you, these are players that you just, there's so much um, projection 
uh, that exactly. you don't really know what you're what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, with yep. free agency, it's a little different. You've been watching. You got a little bit more NFL tape, whatever it may be. Um, so I, I think it's fair that that this would be the point when when maybe the optimism is at a low point. I think there are probably a few teams. Uh, wasn't it the Buffalo Bills who signed Von Miller? Yeah. Um, Six you know, years. Which as wild, right? Like there's, I, I mean, he's still amazing, but wow, that's a, that's a long contract. Um, I think of the Raiders bringing Chandler Jones. I think of the Chargers and what the Chargers have done with Khalil Mack and then JC Jackson. If I was a Chargers fan, I would be over the moon thrilled. And then to get Jackson for the price they did, sensational. But for the most part, I think what you're saying is true. Uh, and that we're really only seeing a part of the picture and we haven't seen the full painting. So we'll kind of see, you know, what, what is, uh, Quasi's the artist here. So what kind of portrait is he painting? And it's going to take, well, really the rest of the off season for us to really know. Right. And then we see the product come September and we might say, you know what, that's kind of beautiful. Or that is really not a nice painting. <laughs> that's, that is not, that's not a, a painting I'd like to have in my house. Yeah. Do you have any sense, maybe this will be the last question. I know there's a new coaching staff. It'd be interesting to see what difference they make. Do you have any sense what maybe you think that they believe about this team? Uh, I think they believe, but every coaching staff is going to believe this. Every coaching staff, I mean, they're the ones who can unlock these players. They're right. the ones who can take them to new heights. You know, they see these issues. And in some ways you know, you kind of hope it's true, right? Like I think the systems that they are going to run are a little bit more modern, definitely more trendy uh, and hopefully more dynamic, both on offense and defense, right? Uh, so we'll kind of see how that shakes out. But I think that you could make the case that last season, the Vikings were a playoff team if they had better coaching, right? If, if they were better at the end of halves for whatever reason, they were, you know, fell apart consistently at the end of first half and the second half, or, you know, where the be game management, wherever the case may be, a couple wins go your way, a couple of those close games, you know, you don't allow Dallas Cowboys with their backup quarterback to claw back in, you know, you know, that kind of stuff where you don't like, you know, the freaking Detroit Lions at the last second beat you, you know, you can make a case that the Vikings were, a, 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 albeit on the low end, but it's still a, a playoff team. Uh, and so if coaching really does make a big difference, and I believe it does it, in the NFL more than probably any of the other four major sports, because it's so strategic, uh, then, you know, maybe, maybe you have a wildcard team here. So, you know, again, like I know it's a boring answer, but really we'll have to wait and see. I feel less optimistic, but I'm thankful I don't cheer for the Jaguars and boys. I'm thankful I don't cheer for the Browns because yeah. what a massive situation we have there, man maybe let's let's end on that because you're you're a baker mayfield fan and so maybe i'll toss it over to you and say uh where does cleveland go from here uh and what i'm really asking is where where is baker going to play in this upcoming season yeah i don't know because it's it uh every situation is different i don't i don't know if i can see him staying uh at this point now like i don't the whole, it's just been quite a saga. And I, this is what you sign up for when you draft a guy like Baker Mayfield. Um, not to say, like, I think a lot of the onus has been on the franchise. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, like, I'm not oh, blaming yeah. him, but, like, it's been, uh, yeah, I know. I saw you throw it Indy. Uh, I think that's. I did throw it Indy, yeah. Like, just as that, like, not saying that that's your 
prediction would necessarily just kind of like maybe that's a, a plan. Um, man, I don't know what a what a like I don't know. There, like you said, there's there we can look uh, with envy on some of these teams that have signed some of these really good players and seem to be in a good spot. Uh, yeah. But like there is a handful of teams out there that's like, thank goodness that uh, not a fan of that team. Exactly. I mean, you get this first overall quarterback who has his faults. No one, no one's saying that he's, you know, been perfect the whole way. I'm not saying that. But this seems to be about 99 percent probably on the organization. You know, this is just typical Browns incompetence. And you kind of think, yeah, maybe the Seahawks. I mean, they're still looking to win. Maybe it's the Colts. They're looking to win, but they don't have a quarterback. You know, there's a couple different spots, or or do the Browns just hold on to them and say, "Screw you!" Like we're not we're not trading you, we're keeping you. In the end, can Kevin Stefanski somehow make it like a working relationship? At least, where if the relationship is soured with ownership and management, maybe can the coach still like get him to like buy into what the team is doing and, and perform on the fields? Man, I don't know. So I so if those are your three options, put put it down now. So Browns, Seahawks, Colts. What's the most likely? Browns, Seahawks, Colts. Yeah, I, I maybe I'd say Seahawks because uh, it's out of the out of the conference. Um, right. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Like someone like like Baker with um, with Metcalf, Lockett. Like I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, it would be. It would like, be very interesting. Like if Russell Wilson didn't work is Baker going to like, that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, no, a that's, that's, question. Legit. that's a big question. That's a question. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. There's just so much about the Baker Cleveland stuff that felt right for at the start, at least. Um, so I don't know. I hope he stays in some ways. Cause uh, like if he doesn't go and it sounds like just they're out on the Deshaun Watson uh, sweepstakes, then like, where do they go? And like, it's not a bad roster, uh, at least it, like they no, were, they no, were in no. a good spot. They, yeah. So it's just, yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, the NFL never, uh, well, there has been dull moments, but far often, more often than not, there's, there's not a dull moment. Um, so you're in the Seahawks for the record. Sure. Yeah. All right. Put me down for the Browns. That's, that's my, Browns that's, I don't know what, if that's, I guess that's my like brain logical pick, um, which I, I'd, I'd like to listen more to the feeling side, but uh, you know, hard spot. Hey, we're both in a hard spot here. I, I didn't plan it. This was just kind of came up. I'm yeah. saying the Browns because they're going to make it even more. Somehow they're going to make it worse because it's the Browns. Right. So that, that, I, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I certainly see that path. And that's kind of actually almost what I would hope at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. I love right. drama. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Good. Well, Hey, I know that uh, this is a little bit of a bonus episode and Kyle, I know you've just been plugging away at articles uh, over on, on purple PTSD. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Like people go check those out. Um, Kyle hasn't slept in three days. Um, it has anything, been busy. anything in particular you want to plug? Yeah. I mean, you know, hop over to purple PTSD. Appreciate it. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, if you like Twitter for some reason, I'm on there at Vikings Gazette. Um, but I mean, really, you should stay away from Twitter. It's a horrible spot, right? So I mean, do what you want, I suppose. But hey, I, I'll I'll say this on on air. Um, like your Twitter game is is uh, 
is stepping up. I like I'm I'm liking what's what's out there. And I anyways, I I I Twitter is is actually in some ways my favorite social media spot. Uh I don't oh, think very highly of any other places. I think it's a great spot to get news uh and opinions right. that I want to hear. Um <laughs> yeah, right, right. There are times when I'm in a space where it's not a good spot, but uh anyways, I think right. that uh I anyways, people check out Vikings Gazette on Twitter, check out Purple PTSD, and uh we'll be back shortly to maybe talk a little bit some more news. Maybe uh maybe some things will happen over the next few days. Hope so. Hope so. Thank, thanks everyone. <laughs> yeah, take care. <laughs>